This is the Red Sox Precap with your hosts, Keaton DeRocher and Shelley Verstraight. Part of the Over the Monster Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Red Sox Precap podcast from the Over the Monster Podcast Network where we recap the series that just ended, preview the series about to start for the Boston Red Sox. Um, Shelley, normally the majority of our podcasts are spent... um, reviewing the series that just ended but the Sox only played 14 innings of baseball this weekend so <laughs> might, it might be the other way around uh yeah thanks to mother nature you know they got to kind of you know take kind of sort of memorial day off so i guess they got a little a little vacay there on sunday yeah uh this coming off of a week where they had the rare two days off in one week um they should be well rested for this this four game series against the Astros. <laughs> um, I think they're gonna need it. So yeah, yeah, they sure will. All right. Uh, before we dive in, uh, real real quick shout out to Laura, my waitress, last night at the restaurant Lakefront Restaurant here in Chicago, who loves podcasts and said she'll be listening to this very episode. So service nice. food was wonderful. Appreciate <laughs> it. Okay, diving on in Friday night, Red Sox. Miami, uh, rain-shortened game, but um, they did manage to get the win. Uh, Perez had a very Perez-like game, going five innings, giving up two runs, like we've seen him do so many times this year. Uh, struck out four and was helped a lot by Verdugo's three-run home run that eventually, that basically allowed them to end the game. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not sure how much they would have kept going in that awful rain had he not pushed that homer over the fence but um it at least gave them the ability to immediately end it after that and give the red sox a win so um shelly what was your your overall impression here of perez with another five innings two runs um i mean it's kind of like you know just like you said it's very perez-esque it's kind of what i expected i mean the marlins don't really have the greatest uh threatening lineup and brian anderson was you know placed on the um, injured list um i think early last week with a shoulder thing so that was another bat that was missing um so yeah uh, perez looked like perez um i'm as we'll talk about later i'm kind of scared about this upcoming matchup um but he looked he looked like perez yeah Ottavino credited with the save uh after not allowing a run finishing uh, closing the door in the sixth after making it very interesting uh walking three batters but did get two strikeouts finish that off and the red sox won after six uh red sox had five hits two from jd martinez two from hunter renfro and that three run homer from verdugo and that was it yeah quick little game red sox won that one five to two game two on saturday they did play a full nine innings. Uh, Nathan Valdi versus Trevor Rogers. Red Sox got the win three to one. Evaldi looked great in his five and one third innings of work. Seven Ks, only four hits, one walk. Uh, however, he did throw a hundred and one pitches across those five and a third. Um, was that a little bit concerning to you? Um, it was. Um. If you're throwing 101 pitches, I think you should be further along than, you know, 5.1 innings, you know? Um, Like, I was watching the game, and he was just getting into a lot of, you know, 
two strike counts, but just couldn't exactly put guys away. Uh, he eventually did. It's just it was he was just getting foul balls and foul balls and stuff like that. So yeah, it's a little bit concerning. Um, but you know, seven Ks, um, and only four hits. It's still okay. Like, he got the job done. Uh, the whole team got the job done. It was just I, I just kind of was hoping that he'd go a little bit further. Yeah, bullpen stepped up big time. Uh, Josh Taylor. One inning didn't allow run. Ottavino, two-thirds of an inning. No runs, no hits. Darwin's and Hernandez, two-thirds of an inning. No run, no hits. Um, and Sawamura, uh, no runs. Only one hit. Uh, one run came from Barnes in the ninth, looking to lock down the save, which he did eventually do uh, after only one strikeout, couple hits. Did get his 12th save of the season. However, yet again, Josh Taylor appearing in a, in a close game for the Red Sox. He's had a nice string of uh, relief appearances here where he's been able to, to shut the door or hold his own. Are you feeling a little bit better about Taylor now, or are you still on the fence? Um, I am feeling better. I mean, outside of like those first couple of games at the beginning of the season where he looked rough, he's been really, really good. And so, I don't know, is he getting back to you know the 2019 version? I kind of hope so. Um, so, yeah, I'm feeling much better and just adding another semi-reliable reliever to the back of that bullpen just makes, you know, you know, me not feel heartburn as much as I did last year. Yeah. Um, his ERA was, um, I mean, I'm trying to like remove very small samples out of this, but um, 11.57, 10.8 after, you know, he got to like five innings pitched, down all the way to four point six seven now. Yeah, has put a real strong string of starts where he hasn't given up a run since April twenty fourth. That that will that will play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or I think it said starts appearances, but <laughs> yeah, hasn't given up a run in over a month. That is great. Let's keep that going. Uh, batting for the Red Sox. Two hits from J.D. Martinez, three hits from Devers, three hits from Renfro, two hits from Dahlbuck. Hunter Renfro, now up to 250. Wow. Um, this is kind of where I hoped he would be, 250 to 260, hitting some bombs. Uh, still would like to see a few more bombs, but bottom of the order, starting to, to look pretty nice. Yeah, and that's, that's, that's really good. I mean, because the top is still, you know, producing, you know, two through five is absolutely legit and if the bottom is finally starting to kind of put it together where they're not just easy outs um that takes a little bit of the pressure off of the guys who are who were really kind of holding you know just just really just kind of just carrying the team on their back it takes a little bit of pressure off for them um which is good yeah definitely who is your mvp of the series um, I'm going to go with JD. He just, you know, he just got those, those, those RBIs and hits throughout both games. So I won't give it to him. Yeah. I'm going to go a Hunter Renfro for the same reason. A couple nice. multi-hit games. Got an RBI in there. Uh, turn it around. Good for him. Red Sox now sit, uh, Alone in second place, a little bit of space between them and the Yankees now. They are one game behind the Rays due to the uh, no no game yesterday. Um, 
Now looking ahead to a four-game series against the Astros, which uh, the marquee pitching matchup of the Miami series, Eduardo Rodriguez, Sandy Alcantara, got rained out on Sunday. He, uh, Eduardo Rodriguez start gets pushed to today as we're recording this, uh, and hopefully you are listening to this. Uh, so we will dive on in to the Astros series after a quick break. This podcast is sponsored by Cloud Optimizer. As a business owner or IT manager, are your cloud investment costs going up and you don't know why? It's time for Cloud Optimizer. As you migrate your business to the cloud, what you're spending and why you're spending it can get a little hazy. But Cloud Optimizer clears up the mystery and puts the cloud to work for you. Cloud Optimizer starts by analyzing usage patterns, right-sizing resources, leveraging discounts you may not be aware of, implementing automation, and much more. And by reducing unnecessary expenses and maximizing performance, Cloud Optimizer guarantees you a savings of five times what you spend for their service. As you utilize cloud-based services more and more, you don't have to lose sight or control of your spend. You can stay agile, streamline your costs, and optimize your performance, plus save significant money with Cloud Optimizer. Make the cloud work for you with Cloud Optimizer. Get a free assessment and find out how much you can save by going to cloudoptimizer.com. Go to cloudoptimizer.com for your free assessment. That's cloudoptimizer.com. All right. This this is a real interesting series here with Houston. Um, it's a bit deceiving on the surface. The Astros sit uh, currently second place in the West game and a half behind the athletics at 28 and 24 um the pitching matchups though are tough here uh eduardo rodriguez versus jose urquidy in game one garrett richards luis garcia game two nick pavetta framber valdez in game three and martin perez versus jake odorizzi in game four now if you're looking at overall stats here you might see that the astros are 27th um in pitching in all of the major leagues that doesn't sound very good however that's really misleading because they have had a ton of injuries and they've had people just kind of tossed in to random situations individually though the matchups that we're about to get we've got Luis Garcia with a a 2.93 ERA Jose Urquidy with a 3.22 ERA and Frember Valdez with a 2.25 ERA this is gonna be tough yeah, I am I am not looking forward to this. You know, uh as we were discussing prior to recording the pod, um I was really bummed about um, you know, Rodriguez missing the the Marlins because I mean, he's had a, a bad couple of starts. And I thought the Marlins would be a really really nice team to kind of get get, you know, get the ball rolling on him being back, you know, being back to where he was at the beginning of the season. But now he's going up against the, the Astros, which is really scary. Um, but I think, or you could, I, I had trouble pronouncing his last name. Um, I think he's coming off the IL for like today's matchup. So maybe that's a little bit better, but I don't know. He's still a really good pitcher. Yeah. He's been uh, like, ready to come off the the DL for a bit here. Now he finally is. So I'm hoping that maybe he still needs a little bit of time to warm up. But then of course, on the other side of that is Eduardo Rodriguez, who is currently in the midst of a real struggle fest. Um, would have been a lot easier, I think, to uh, bounce back against that Miami <laughs> offense rather yeah. than this Astros one. Um, I guess what, what are your expectations for Rodriguez today? 
Oh boy. Um, I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I'm, I, I don't think that it's going to go well because the Astros, um, have been hitting extremely well. I did see, um, on Twitter prior to the pod that, um, uh, Jordan Alvarez is not going to be playing. He has like a wrist thing. So that's good. Um, not, not for him, but good for Rodriguez. So, so I'm, I'm hoping that he goes five innings, um, and only gives up like two runs, but I, I, I don't know. I think I, I, I think I just have my fandom glasses on and, and, you know, just hoping that he just is okay. Yeah. I mean, if there's a guy in this Red Sox rotation who can turn it around and spin a gem, it's Eduardo Rodriguez. It's just yeah. this is a really difficult offense. Astros rank fourth, uh, or sorry, second. The Red Sox rank fourth uh, in offense right now. And looking up and down the lineup, you, I mean, you mentioned Jordan Alvarez, who, which gives the Red Sox a little bit of reprieve. But then there's Kyle Tucker, who's got eleven bombs. Carlos Correa, who's doing Correa things. Yuli Gurriel, who's still chugging along with a three oh nine average, seven homers. Uh, Altuve, uh, still you know hitting 300 there. Bregman's bounced back from a bit of a slow start. He's hitting 300. Even Brantley's hitting 305. Uh, and Jason Castro's hitting 271 with a couple bombs. This is there's a lot of meat in this order mm-hmm. that they're going to need to work around. Yeah, yeah, and uh, uh, all I have to say is just good luck, Godspeed, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Uh, game two, Garrett Richards versus Luis Garcia. What's your confidence level in Garrett Richards here? Um, I'm, I'm concerned. We're, we're starting to see those walks come back and like his last, what yeah. I think three outings, those, those walks are starting to creep back up. Um, so I, I, I'm scared, um, because, um, because if he gives up, you know, a couple walks and then gives up a bomb, uh, we we know that the Houston's home stadium um, is, uh, especially with that short uh, Crawford boxes out there, you could really just poke one out there. And if he has walks, that could easily be like a, you know, go from 0-0 zero, zero to 3-0 very, very quickly. So I'm a little bit scared, um, but I feel better about Richards than I do about Rodriguez. And yeah, so... But those walks, man. Yeah, that's really going to be the name of the game in his start. Um, in his last six starts, Garrett Richards, the first three, had three walks across all three, or sorry, two walks across all three starts. Looked great. Um, didn't give up very many runs at all. And then his last three starts, uh, he's given up a total of 11 walks. That's not going to do it. Yeah. That's tough. That's not great. Game three, Nick Pavetta, Frember Valdez. Uh, I mean, we keep talking about, like, is this going to be the the game where Pavetta kind of regresses and then it keeps not being? Uh, so I'll ask it one more time. <laughs> is this going to be the game where Pavetta regresses or are we going to be talking about how Nick Pavetta is the greatest pitcher the Red Sox have seen since Pedro next week? <laughs> It has to be this. It has to be this matchup. I mean, the Astros are just hitting everything right now, and I again, like I, I still don't believe what Pavetta is doing. I, I, I don't believe it. So I, I do think that this is finally going to be 
the Pavetta uh, blow-up game. Yeah, I think I'm with you. Um, I mean, I thought it might have been against Philly just due to the ballpark. Sure. But it managed to get his way through that. Uh, and now, again, it's kind of like the ballpark and the offense here. It just kind of seems like a perfect storm. Um, but, I mean, if... Yeah, it's just going to be really tough. It's going to be a tough series. Yeah, it is. <laughs> just kind of like, keep looking at it like, oh, God. Uh, and then what is the only favorable pitching matchup in the uh, entire series here for the Red Sox? Game four, Martin Perez, Jake Odorizzi, who is just having a god-awful year. Um, what's your confidence level in Perez here? Again, not great because his offense is not that great. But our offense is great, and I'm not the big I, – I, I don't have high hopes for this Odorizzi start either. So I think this one, it might be a slugfest. <laughs> <laughs> we might have yeah. a late night, uh, Keaton. Um, <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course we will. <laughs> for the last game. <laughs> Would not shock me at all. Yep. All right, so uh, who? what's your prediction for um, series outcome and MVP of the series? Um, I think the MVP of the series, I think it's going to be uh, Devers. I think Devers is going to have an awesome series. Um, as for... I, I'm hoping we win that last one. So I'm going one out of four, which really hurts to say. Yeah, I think I'm going to go two for two. Okay. Or two and two. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't feel great, but I mean, the Red Sox pitching has been better than we thought it would be. Offense is still really great. I feel like they can, I mean, I feel, <laughs> the only game I feel really great about is the Perez game. Which is weird, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I feel like somebody is gonna, someone else besides Perez is gonna have a really good game, and the Red Sox offense will be able to kind of take over from there. So I yeah. think two and two, and hopefully they don't lose a lot of ground against the Rays, who yeah. just keep freaking winning baseball games. There is one thing about the Astros that is really poor, and that is the bullpen. So there is hope that, you know, maybe I should have been more confident in all offense and like you and went two for two. But. Yeah. And I'll go with the J.D. Martinez because you pointed out he had a hot series against Miami. He's got lots of rest. So hopefully he'll be able to carry that offense. Yeah. Well, that is going to do it for us. Uh, you can find both of us at Over the Monster, where we write about stuff sometimes and do roundtables every week. And you can also find both of us on Twitter. You can find me at the Spoken Keats. You can find Shelly at ShellyV underscore 643. And we will be back next week, hopefully after uh, just a normal, nice, quick nine-inning game where we don't <laughs> have to stay up forever uh, to record this and be able to start previewing another four-game series, this time against Toronto. See you next week.